Let's pray. God, we thank you for these songs that we just sang, and we thank you, God, for um, the truth in them. And we do um, declare you, Jesus, as our, as our strength and our hope. And I pray, God, that you will, um, Jesus, that you would now minister to us through this time that we have together. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in this series called Healthy. And what we plan on doing uh, throughout this series, it's going to be a long series, two weeks, uh, two months, yeah, two-week series, um, a two-month-long series. And what we're going to try to do is touch on topics that maybe haven't been uh, touched on. Um, often we have certain areas that we want to speak about. And, and so in this series, um, we're hoping that as we go through these different topics um, and touch on these different areas of our lives, that in all of them, we find ourselves not just frustrated by, by what we're hearing or frustrated by maybe how our, our situation isn't what it, we wish it would be, but that we would move towards healing. Uh, I mentioned last week to you that I've never preached on siblings before. And so last Sunday was the first time that I've ever spoken on that, and I definitely know that that landed. And if you haven't seen it or watched it or heard it or whatever, uh, it's online. You can, you can watch it there. But I'm so grateful and I praise God for the fact that so many people have called or emailed or texted and just said, this is an area that I need to process. And this is a, a place where they needed to find healing. And I praise God for that. And so today, we want to talk about healthy grandparents. And in order for me to talk about this, I need to first tell you a quick little story. Um, there's a story of an elderly man who lived in Chicago, and one of the winters it was brutally cold, and so he decided he had had enough of the Chicago cold, he was going to go to Florida for the remainder of the winter. And now his wife was away, um, and so um, he was you know, flying uh, to Florida, and when he arrived in Florida, because his wife was away, he decided he was going to send her a message uh, to tell her not to go to Chicago, but to come meet him in Florida. And so the elder man, elderly man was not very comfortable with computers and emails, but he decided he would send her an email to tell her to meet him in Florida instead of going off to Chicago. There was one small problem. He wasn't 100% sure about her email address. So he typed in what he thought it was, and he hit send. And he was wrong. The email ended up going to an elderly lady in Iowa, a pastor's wife, and her husband had just passed away recently. And when she read the email, she screamed and fainted. Now her children, because the husband had passed just recently, her children were still staying with her, so they rushed into the room to see why she had fainted. And they had no idea what was going on until one of them noticed the email, and then everything made sense. The first line of the email said this, My dearest darling, I just want you to know that I arrived safely. The second line of the email said, I'm looking forward to you joining me tomorrow. <laughs> Signed, Your Loving Husband. P.S. Sure is hot down here. <laughs> so I recognize me speaking today on grandparenting. Uh, many of you are going to immediately see one flaw. I am not a grandpa. I am not a grandfather, and my wife and I have not had grandchildren. So you might be thinking to yourself, then, 
why would you speak on this? And that's why I read you the story. So I hope that my, the, the message and the receiver, that we land on the same place and that we don't get our messages mixed up somehow. But I think it's important for us to talk about healthy grandparenting. And being healthy, all of us here have had a relationship with our grandparents. And many of you here, as a matter of fact, I'm curious. How many of you are grandparents? Oh, my. Curious. Hands down. How many of you are great-grandparents? One. Awesome. Well, we're so awesome. Great-grandparents. And some of you are like, let's get there because if grandparenting is great, then maybe great-grandparenting is even better. And so, now, I want to talk about this today, and, and there's a few things you should know. Um, this is obviously a sermon towards grandparents, but all of us need to listen because uh, it's also about having a relationship with us, uh, and so then technically we're all involved. Several years ago, George Barna, and if you don't know George Barna, um, he's, he does a lot of um, work with stats, and, and, and he's a fantastic resource. He asked 600 teenagers to name the most significant spiritual influencer to their lives. And of course, number one was parents. The number one spiritual influencer in their life was parent. Number two were grandparents and other family members. So grandparents, you need to see yourself as significant spiritual influencers in the lives of not only your own children, but also in the lives of grandchildren. Grandparents have the potential to have this involvement or this influence in a grandchild's life. And not just in some of the things that, you, that we would recognize as more common things for grandparents to do, but in a spiritual sense. This is a key part of our theme for this year. And we want to be a church that isn't just about what we do here, but uh, it is about what happens within the larger family context. And from our children to our grandparents, we need to connect with one another and we need to pass the baton of faith down to the next generation. The topic of grandparenting, though, is a complicated one. Not because you grandparents are complicated, but because there's so many different views on grandparenting and also so many different experiences when it comes to grandparenting. So for some of you here today, you are very close to your grandparents. They're like friends. They're, they're people that you know really, really well. And for others of you, they're strangers. They're people you don't really have a connection with. Some of you grew up with your grandparents as your best friends. These are the people you called when, when things were difficult. For others, your grandparents were people you feared. Not because they were necessarily awful people, but there was a sense of loyalty or respect that you needed to give them, and, and you just didn't want to step out of line. And some of you may have not had healthy relationships with your grandparents at all, and there was no personal involvement and no personal connection. For some, grandparenting or grandparents are confused as parents. The grandkids spend more time with their grandparents and more nurturing is given by the grandparents than by the grandparent and by the parent. For some of you, grandparents, your grandchildren are an opportunity for you to, to do things different than you did with your own children. It's a way for you almost to relive your, your years as a parent and you want to do things different and you recognize now that maybe some of the things that you did with your children you wish you hadn't done. 
But there's reason for why you were the way you were back then. For some of you back then, you had tremendous financial stress. When you had your own children, you, you often maybe didn't know how to make men's, uh, ends meet, or you had to work endlessly, and there was no free time for your kids. So now, you're in a better place, and you're able to spend more time with your grandkids. Some of you were off in the rat race of success, and you wanted to get ahead, and you, you neglected your marriage, and you neglected your own children, but you have matured, and you've understood things differently, and, and this has led you to now approaching grandparenting very different than you did parenting. But the danger sometimes is, is that grandparents want to relive those years as um, a way to make up for lost time. I think this is an important thing to just spend some moments on because this has created some tensions for some of you with your own children. I've heard people say this, my, my parents are better grandparents than they were parents. And that must be painful and hurtful because that must re reflect a sense of loss and brokenness within your relationships. And so I say this not to just say that you did everything wrong because I know that for many of you, you had good reason for why you needed to do what you did with your own children. And so now for you as children to recognize that yes, your parents have changed and now they're able to invest in your children, in their grandkids in a way that they were not maybe able to invest in your life. So there's a possibility for some healing to take place. And we can go on and on. Grandparenting is complicated. And so we need to recognize that in order for us to, have, to be healthy grandparents, in order for us to have healthy relationships with our grandparents and with our parents, some of these things need to be understood. Now while the Bible doesn't mention grandparents outright, there are, they are woven all throughout the narrative. All throughout the Bible, all throughout, especially the Old Testament, all those passages about generation to generation or children's children, these are all passages that are referring to grandparents and the importance of passing the legacy of faith on to the children and to the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren and so forth. Now Paul does mention one time a grandmother, Timothy's grandmother, Lois. The only time grandparents are mentioned in his beautiful image that Paul describes to Timothy to remember the heritage, the spiritual heritage that he has received first from his grandmother, then his mother, and now he says, I know is on you. So grandparents, I hope already you begin to see the importance and the role that you play in passing the legacy of faith to others. When Jane Calmet, um, sorry, let me say that again, Calmet turned 120, she lived to be, I think, 122 years old, she was asked to describe her vision for the future. Her reply was very brief. She wasn't expecting to live much longer. When a reporter asked her, what was the best thing about being old? She answered, well, there's no peer pressure. An elderly man was filling out his application for a retirement home. And he carefully answered all the questions. He was very meticulous to get it right. And while filling out his current address, he came to the word zip. He thought for a moment. This confused him. And finally, he figured out he understood what they meant. So he wrote down 
normal for my age. So no matter how old you are today, no matter how much zip you still have left, no matter what your vision for the future, whether long or short, all of us have been given an opportunity to serve Christ. Whether you are a grandparent or a young teenager, all of us have been given an opportunity to serve Christ. And grandparents, I want to say to you that you have been given an opportunity that none of us who are not grandparents have. There's something unique about being a grandparent. Listen to Psalms 92, verse 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will bear fruit in old age. And they will stay fresh and green, proclaiming, The Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Age does not limit you from serving Christ. Josh Mullahill wrote a book called Biblical Grandparenting. And he addresses what God wants from grandparents. Sadly, I think in our Western culture, we have often dismissed our grandparents or, the, or seniors. And we don't recognize the value, the wisdom, the experience that grandparents and seniors bring into our families and our society. Listen to what God says to the elderly. We could say to grandparents in Isaiah chapter 46, Verses 4, he says, Even to your old age and gray hair, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you, and I will carry you. I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Grandparents, God continues to journey with you. And he will sustain you, and he will carry you, and his purpose and his plan for you is not limited by your age grandparents, then we need to ask the question, what are you to do? What should grandparents do? Again, quoting um, Malva Hill. He says this, in one sentence, I say a grandparent's job is to pass on a rich heritage of faith in Christ to their grandchildren. Scripture uses the word heritage to express the idea of passing on an inheritance, the legacy you give your grandchildren. But it is not just a financial or family history heritage. It is the heritage of the Lord, primarily focused on Christ. So to all you grandparents, I want to say this. And I would love for you to remember these three words. Grandparenting is discipleship. Grandparenting is discipleship. You as a grandparent are a disciple maker of both your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 9, he says, Only be careful and watch yourself closely so that you will not forget the things your eyes have seen or let you, them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses speaks here to the assembly. Listen to the words, chapter 6, 1 and on. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directs me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Look at verse 2. 
so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all these, all His decrees and commands that I give you so that you may enjoy long life. There are many verses like this. And in these verses, every or three generations are mentioned, are represented. Teaching our children should be the sole role of every parent, but also of every grandparent. This is something we can all do. And in the Old Testament, the parents and the grandparents would have repeatedly shared the story of how God brought them out of Egypt, how God you know, moved in miraculous ways. And these stories were not only shared by the parents, or by a teacher, or by a pastor, they were shared by the grandparents and repeatedly brought before the children to hear. Every believing grandparent has a personal testimony of what God has done in their life. So grandparents, take the opportunity to love and nurture your grandchildren by sharing your faith story with them. I know how much this has meant to my own kids over the years when their grandparents tell their stories. And on both sides of the family, we have some pretty wild stories from our parents that, our that their grandchildren love to hear. How God has led them through challenges. How God called them. How they've persevered. How they, th how they have endured. Share these stories because they impact your grandchildren. Just this Christmas, my dad had, uh, took an opportunity to share his faith story very briefly with the family. And when we got home, one of my kids remarked how Grandpa is a spiritual giant. Those moments, those stories, they matter to your children and they matter to your grandchildren. So grandparents, tell your spiritual story of what God has done in your life. So the question then is, why do so many grandparents not do this? Why do so many grandparents maybe hesitate? Why have so many grandparents allowed themselves to become mere babysitters for their grandchildren? And again, I'll reference Mulvihill. Boy, I sure I hope I'm getting his name right. He gives two reasons. First, he says this, our culture, and he's talking here about our Western culture. Our culture tells grandparents that they are to live a life independent from their adult children and grandchildren. And that they should not interfere. They shouldn't meddle. They should, be, they should not be a burden. And they basically should come into the family only when they are invited. That, they, that has pushed grandparents out of the central role in the family out to the periphery. And I think for us as a Mennonite culture, and many of us here are, and sorry for those of you that aren't, but for many of us who have grown up in a Mennonite culture, we've also grown up with this idea that spiritual conversation, spiritual talk, is done by the pastor. And so we don't incorporate spiritual conversation into our day-to-day -day lives. We'll pray together. We'll, uh, you know, share Bible stories, 
But as far as interpretation and far as talking about what those stories mean in our lives, for many of you, you've grown up that that's taboo. That's not something you do. Well, I'm encouraging you as grandparents, make it something you do. Tell your children. Tell your great-grandchildren. Tell your grandchildren. I'll get it eventually. Tell them about your view of what Jesus has done in your life. Talk to your children and your grandchildren. Don't be preachy, but as you can, bring Jesus into the conversation. The second reason why grandparents often don't do this is the message that society communicates to grandparents is one of indulgence. The idea that you have worked hard, you've done your time, and it's time to rest, travel, and play. As one speaker I listened to said, go to Florida and fossilize. And this has led grandparents living out that role with their children and grandchildren. They relate to grandchildren as companions and playmates, spoiling grandchildren and sending them home. And he says, I am not suggesting that it's not good to have fun with grandchildren, but that's not the end goal. So I would concur. Grandparents, spoil your grandchildren. Give them birthday presents. Sneak in that extra snack. Those parents can stay up all night. They're all right. Go for ice cream. And while you are doing all of this, remember to give them the one thing that will never perish. So let me give you another line to remember. Spoil them with what will never spoil. Spoil them with what will never spoil. Share Jesus with them. This is a gift. A message that will last for eternity. So grandparents, if you have never shared your faith story with your grandkids, I encourage you to find a time to do it. Obviously, you need to know your own grandchildren and share your life story with them. So I want to give you a few practical thoughts. And I've referenced, I'll be referencing Larry um, Fowler here. Uh, he is known, he is the founder of Legacy Coalition, and they run the Legacy Grandparent Summit. And there's one this October, the 19th to the 20th, and I have already reached out to them to see how we can host that summit here. It will be simulcast, but I still think it will be an excellent resource for, our, for you as grandparents. So Larry wrote this article called The Seven Essentials for Grandparenting Your Grandkids. And if you're following this on the app, in the notes, um, the link should be attached to those notes. So I will just um, uh, summarize his seven statements really quickly. Number one, he said this. Understand your impact potential. Grandparents, you are second only to parents in your potential to influence your grandchildren spiritually. Do not overlook or neglect this potential. For some grandparents, the reality is that you are number one. You are not number two spiritual influencer. You are the number one influencer. When grandparents have custody or their primary caregivers or their children are not Christians, then this makes you the number one primary spiritual caregiver for your grandchildren. So see your potential and use it. Number two, clarify your role. 
I'm sure if I were to ask you, are you a good grandparent? I'm sure you would all say, absolutely. I'm the best grandparent there ever was. Amen? Grandparents? <laughs> I'm convinced. Come on. This is time. You're, you're, there's like 50 of you in the room. You're the best. Claim it. Yeah, there you go. You know a grandparent is clapping when it's a golf clap. And it's like, well, got to be respectful. Now let me ask you, and this is not a condescending question, but based on what? You are the best grandparent based on what? And Larry suggests here that for many, their frame of reference is almost always a cultural definition. A good grandparent spoils the grandkids, helps with care, attends their activities, and showers them with love and affection. And these are all great, but there's more to grandparenting as found in Scripture. So clarify your role. As a grandparent, see your role as being part of passing the baton of faith. We've already talked about this. Spoil away, grandparents. But make sure that you clarify your role, that you are part of their spiritual growth. Number three, model a life of goodness. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9, we read it just a while ago. What did it say? Early on in that passage, it said, watch yourselves. Speaking here to the elderly, watch yourselves. Moses reminds us that we need to make sure that we are not going backwards spiritually. And that as we get older, that we're not neglecting the things that we would want our younger generations to be focused on. So as we get older, we will have more victories and more life experiences, but we will also have more pain. And if we're not careful, that pain, that disappointment will lead to cynicism, bitterness, and anger. And instead of modeling goodness, we will model what misery looks like and what being grumpy is like. So model goodness. And let your grandchildren see you praying, reading Scripture. Let them see your love for your spouse and for others, and let them see what it looks like to follow Jesus faithfully with joy and peace. Number four, create great relationships with parents. Parents are the doorkeepers of the relationship with the grandkids, and they should be. You are not there to replace the parent. But that relationship door sometimes slams shut in the face of grandparents. Divorce slams it. Political differences slams it. And as do spiritual paths. It is slammed by wrong decisions, by unkind words said in anger, by overreactions, and sometimes by the parents, and sometimes by the grandparents. It is a given. Grandparents who enjoy a great relationship with their children will have greater access to the grandchildren. So grandparents who have a bro broken relationship with their own children will often have less access to the grandchildren. So it follows then the importance to maintain a great relationship with the parents and with the grandchildren. It is possible that there may be healing that needs to take place first between the parent and the grandparent 
And then the grandchildren come into the picture. And I recognize that this is again, we're, we're going over this quickly, but this is again a topic that has possibly a need for great healing in some of your relationships. So grandparents, if you are only focused on your grandchildren and you are sidestepping the broken relationship with your own children, I challenge you today to also mend the relationship with your own children. And children, if you're keeping your grandchildren away from the grandparents because of the brokenness, mend that relationship because the family unit together is the greatest resource that your children, the grandchildren, can have. Number five, balance grace and truth. Listen to the words of Larry. I'll just let him say it. Larry Fowler, he says this. In my, I'll just read it. In my circle of Christian friends and peers, we have always championed truth, biblical truth. We have also valued grace when we are the recipients. But I believe that I have not extended grace as well as I have proclaimed truth. I have chosen a church because they preach the Word. I have gone to Bible conferences and have done dozens of Bible studies in my lifetime. As a result, I tend to lead toward truth-telling even with my grandchildren rather than grace-giving. He goes, goes on to express the importance of balancing both. So most Christian grandparents in my generation, he says, have done the same. We deal with family problems by sharing our advice and our opinion, our truth, but fail to consider if giving grace is the better strategy. In John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus is described as being full of both grace and truth. And we need to model this in our lives. Truth matters, as does our expression of grace. So be a safe place, grandparents, for your grandchildren to come and to struggle with their faith. Don't immediately give advice. Listen, learn, be gracious. Allow them to have a place with you to ask the different difficult questions. Give truth, but also give it graciously. Number six, adapt to your grandkids' worlds. I'm not suggesting trying to keep up with them when it comes to technology. If you try to do that, you may end up looking something like these photos suggest. The first one says, so what frequency do I turn it to for internet access? Number two, can I send emails on Sundays? Number three, what channel is the Netflix? Number four, many of you won't get this, tracking my cookies, they will never get my recipe. <laughs> and then number five, did you make sure to take two pictures so you can give one to me? <laughs> yeah. If you try to do that, that might not turn out so well. So when I'm talking about keeping up with your grandkids' worlds, grandparents, enter into their worlds. Your grandchildren cannot enter your world back in the day. I saw this great picture of this grandpa holding a little child. And he's like, when I was your age, I had three jobs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably not. 
Your grandchildren cannot enter into your world, but you can enter theirs. So as they grow older and as you grow older, this will become more difficult. I get that. But you can do it. You can do it. There will be so many things you don't understand. Your grandchild is so pumped about a video game. So sit with them for a while and let them show you how to play. Go to their games. Learn about their favorite sport. Understand their friends. And when all of that is done, then maybe you can gently say, and now we've done that, let's go for a walk, let's go for a talk. Engage in your grandkids' world. And then number seven, find your greatest life purpose. Our life's purpose is simple. To seek, to see our descendants in heaven. Grandparents, you play a pivotal role in this. Pray daily for your grandchildren. As great as spoiling them is, remember the greater purpose. Share with them your faith story. See the potential you have in sharing Jesus with them. And then make use of that opportunity. So I'm not a grandparent. But I am so grateful on both sides of my family that we have grandparents for our children who love them, who take time for them, who have shared their life stories with them, and who have modeled for our children what it means to follow Jesus in a very complicated time. It isn't only complicated now. I look at some of the stories that my parents have told and Maria's parents have told. Oh my goodness, it was complicated already back then. But Jesus endured all of that. And to hear those stories passed on to our children, what a blessing and what a thing to continue to remain focused on. So grandparents, I would like to end this sermon today by praying for you specifically. And I'm going to make one last little joke. If you're not too old to stand, (laughs) grandparents, would you stand? Please. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So those of you, stay standing. I know you're getting tired, but stay standing. I'm going to get it later. I'm going on vacation, so bring it. Um, Let's pray. Those of you sitting, sitting, would you join in and let's pray for these grandparents. God, I want to thank you for each of the grandparents standing. I thank you for the work that you've done in their lives. Some of them are younger, some of them are older, and you've walked with them. And as we read in the opening, you are their good shepherd. And you know them, and you love them. And I pray, God, today they would see that you continue to have a plan for them. They play a role in this church that is needed, that is appreciated, that has a value, and that we cannot do without. So Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom to know how to engage with their grandchildren. I pray that there would be healing if there is tension in the family. I pray that in all of this, God, you would bring your message, the gospel of Jesus, to those who have not yet heard. So through our grandparents, we want to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. 
I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day.